Hi there, welcome to the morning lesson. I'm Miss Laura, your storytelling teacher. I'm so glad you're here. I work out of the Waldorf curriculum and all of these stories that I tell are somehow related to a different grade in the Waldorf curriculum. This is, today's story is a fourth grade story and it's part of the Norse uh, myth, so the North legends. Uh, from the people of Scandinavia, the Scandinavian countries. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast and you want a little bit more, please think about joining my Patreon. It's brand new, and what it will do is it will help me pay for the back end of all of the podcasting things you have to do, as well as uh, have more stories, more content, more help. Um, on the on the Patreon site just just for you, and uh, and of course my gratitude for anyone who does support me uh, in this way because those funds I can use to further my own education. I'm currently working on a doctorate in education at Antioch University, and of course my focus is Waldorf education. I'm halfway through the program and my dissertation will begin next year. In the Patreon circle, I will have more information about the things that I'm studying and uh, even have opportunities to have conversations around the work of Rudolf Steiner, who was the founder of Waldorf Education. If that's interesting to you, uh, please think about uh, joining the Patreon um, for just a little bit a month. Um, so those are my big goals right now, and I, I am so grateful for anybody who is helping me on my journey. And even if it's just a good thought that you're sending me, I am incredibly grateful for those too. Today's story is a fourth grade story, Iduna's Apples. Asgard has many who live there. First, there are the gods and the goddesses, a mixture of the Asir and the Vanir, who have come together in peace after their great war. Asgard has a wall built around it. It is guarded, so to speak. Within the walls, the gods and goddesses have made their homes. Odin has a great hall, and within it he welcomes some of the fallen warriors of Midgard, men and women who died in battle. The noble women of Midgard, after they pass away and cross the Rainbow Bridge, they come to Odin's hall too, but they become the warriors known as the Valkyrie. The Valkyries are the noble women who choose from the dead on the battlefield those who will travel on to the great halls of Asgard. The warriors ride with the Valkyries on the back of their horses that fly through time and space and travel from Asgard to Midgard and Midgard to Asgard. When they arrive, they are greeted by Odin, the Allfather, and the goddess Freya. Freya is the goddess of love and war. She travels by cart that is pulled by two large cats. She wears a feathered cloak that can transform her into a falcon. And she is always portrayed with a golden necklace but that is a story for another day.
The warriors are met by the god and the goddess. Freya has her first choice of warriors who will serve in her hall. Her hall is the Folkvanger. Odin then chooses the warriors who will live in his hall, Valhalla. In Thor's hall, Bilkskirnir, Thor and Sif and their children live with many of the farmers and people who have died bravely, but not in battle on Midgard. Thor loves the people of Midgard so much. He even built the largest hall. Blixkirnir has over 540 rooms so that he could house as many people as possible. Everyone had homes. Everyone had everything they need. Bragi, the poet of the gods, and his wife, the goddess Iduna, lived there too. Within Iduna's fields, she had an orchard, an orchard of golden apples. Iduna was the goddess of, of the orchard and of immortality. Now she would pick her golden apples and place them in a gold box. Each week, the gods and goddesses came to Uduna for a golden apple. When they ate the apples of immortality, their youth and their vitality, their energy would be renewed. In this way, the gods and the goddesses stayed forever young. All was fine and good until a week went by, and no one could find Iduna. Then another week went by, and still no one could find Iduna. The apples on her trees were not growing, and everyone began to wonder, where was she? No one knew. But because they had not had an apple, and had not had an apple again, they all began to notice new things about themselves. Freya found wrinkles around her eyes, and Frigga, Odin's wife, found gray hairs around her temples. Thor noticed that when he stood up, he made noises, and when he lifted his hammer, his elbow began to ache. The gods were growing old, but Loki did not seem to grow as old as the others. Loki, Thor asked, where is Iduna? What? Why do you think I know? replied Loki. Because you are not aging like us, so it seems you have had an apple more recently than we have. So you are probably the last god to see her. So where is she? What happened to her? Loki knew that he had no more apples saved and he would too begin to grow very old very soon. <sighs> the Jotun Thazi has her. Odin and Hanir, the silent god, looked at each other and they remembered meeting the Jotun Thazi. Odin stepped forward. Tell us what happened, Loki. And Loki recalled this story to the group. Odin, the Allfather, Loki, the Trickster, and Honar, the Silent One, were traveling beyond the walls of Asgard. 
Odin, the All-Father, Loki, the Trickster, and Honar, the Silent One, were traveling beyond the walls of Asgard. Over the huge mountains, over the miles of fields, beyond the rivers and seas, they came to a land where there was not much food to be found. The three gods had grown hungry and quarrelsome, if you would know the truth. Out of nowhere, there came a herd of ox and cows. The three gods took one of the oxen and put it on the fire to roast it for dinner. Then they thought, when they thought it was ready, Loki cut into it, but the meat was still raw. They let it to be cooking a little bit longer, and again, Loki cut into it, and again, it was raw. Oh, they heard a great laugh from a large eagle perched above them. <coughs> These are my cattle, said the eagle. No one can eat them but me. They will remain uncooked until I wish them to be cooked. Odin called up to the eagle. Come and eat with us, dear eagle. And the bird flew down and said, as you wish, all father. And when he flew down, the very instant the oxen was roasted completely and the eagle took the first portion and ate the whole ox. Loki, starving, enraged, hangry, jumped up and attacked the eagle with a stick. But the eagle was no regular eagle, and he grabbed the stick with Loki holding on and took flight. The eagle clutched the stick, and clutched the, clutching the stick was Loki, and they flew higher and higher and higher. He came to a mountain, and then the eagle began to bang Loki right into the mountain. Over and over again, Loki's face went right into the mountain rocks. Loki pleaded for help, help, help. Loki promised anything. Just stop. What, what do you want? I'll give you anything, he said. And the eagle screeched, promise to bring me Iduna and her apples. Loki barely even heard what he promised, and he shouted, Yes, yes, I will bring you Aduna and her apples out of Asgard. When he had Loki's promise, the eagle let him go. Loki returned to Asgard, and he thought about how he would convince Iduna to leave at the Asgard with her apples. He didn't show himself for a whole week, and when the week was over, he came to Iduna for his apple. Fair Aduna, it has been too long since I have seen you. I have been away. You would not believe it, <laughs> but I found another grove of apples like yours. Well, they were like yours, but, the, but they were bigger and sweeter. When truth be told, they made me feel more alive than yours do. But they are far from here, so I've come to eat yours. 
Iduna could not believe her ears. What nonsense was this? Only she knew the secrets of the immortal apples. Loki, she smiled and shook her head. You must be mistaken. No, no, it's true, said the cunning god. I know. Iduna, let's go together to the grove of the apple trees I found. Uh, you could bring some of your apples and we will compare them. Oh, Iduna brightly agreed. Yes, let me fill my chest with apples and we will go at once. Her curiosity was too great. Further and further away from Asgard's safe walls, Loki led Iduna away. As the two walked, Loki told Iduna stories of the many places he had traveled. And while he was in the middle of one of those stories, a large eagle swooped down from the sky and grabbed the fair goddess in his talons. Up, 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 the eagle's wing took the goddess and her apples, and soon the eagle was far out of sight. And Loki returned to Asgard. Now, Loki had been carrying a few of the apples for Iduna. He thought more apples for the comparing would be best. So it was easy for him to hide himself away while all of the Asir grew old. But now the truth was known and all the gods and goddesses looked to Loki. Well, what are you going to do to get Iduna back? Loki went to Freya, who wore a cloak of feathers. It allowed Freya to transform herself into a great falcon and fly from world to world. Let me borrow your cloak, dear Freya. With it, I will be able to fly much further than on my own. Freya was still angry at Loki for promising her to the master builder and did not want to give her cloak to him. She didn't trust Loki one bit. But Freya knew Loki was their best hope to get Iduna back. She reluctantly gave over her cloak, half worried that it would not be given, be returned to her. And Loki transformed into a falcon, and off he went to find Iduna. We'll continue with this story on the next recording. This is a wonderful story to uh, introduce falcons and to talk about uh, what what's the difference between a falcon and a hawk and an eagle. So we have some really great birds here that we can already begin to dive into. So we've we've already introduced the horse. And now we have um, falcons, eagles, and we can talk about the the similarities and the differences. Um, and that's how we want to always teach is in this way of comparing uh, one thing to another instead of just giving a list of information. We want to we create these moments of this is like this other thing. And, and, that, and in that way, we show this great interconnection of all of creation. And uh, another, another nice extension 
out of this story is on apples themselves. I really like to do a painting with apples. I, I paint apples in all different ways. And in this particular story, I did we did a painting with three apples. And, and I'll explain how the apples are, but I'm gonna add a video in my Patreon uh, so that if you wanna paint along with me, you, you can't, but I'll just briefly describe it here if you wanna tackle it on your own. Uh, what I had the children do is look at their paper and imagine it in sections of in thirds. So the apples were going to be in the middle third and there, there had to be equal amounts on the top and bottom. So three apple size, if I could stack an apple three on top of each other. I have not yet introduced fractions properly, but what I am doing is I'm building activities where I am already giving them this idea of, of breaking up the paper or focusing our paper in different in different uh, fractionated ways, but the fractions will come. But, it, but this sort of introduces this concept earlier on. Anyway, so with that, I'm planning ahead and I want to plan where my apples are gonna go. With a yellow pencil, a yellow colored pencil, I'm going to uh, just sketch in lightly where I want my apples to be so that I make sure I can fit them on in fourth grade, I'm wanting to begin to introduce the concept in writing of creating a brainstorm, a rough draft, uh, an outline, and, and uh, you know, an outline and then a rough draft and then a final copy. That writing, writing big works, takes a little bit more. And so as I'm building towards an animal report later in, a, in the how do we write essays, that type of academic work, I want to think about how can I teach that concept in different places. So in painting, in this painting, I can say, oh, well, we're going to plan ahead and we're going to sketch out where I want these apples to be. So, so this just gives us this new, new way of being in our academic work, which is planning ahead. And that is a very good skill for for all of us to remember. And then in this painting, okay, so we've sketched out where the apples are in a yellow pencil and with lemon yellow, I start from the middle of each apple and I push out to the outer edge. And with red, I start at the corners, top and bottom of the corners and I push in towards the apples, leaving white in between the red and the lemon yellow. And in between, the red and the yellow of the apples, I put vermilion. And so this is the, the yellow is the gold of the story. You know, the thing that we want, the, that new what's it or, you know, the, the object of our desires. And the red is this desire, this want, this, this moment of like, I want that. And I'm coming towards that. So it's pushing inwards. And the vermilion or the orange is that anticipation that we feel right before we get it or in that delicious moment where we have to wait for something, right? 
And this anticipation, I just made it vermilion in this particular painting, sits between the desire of wanting it and the thing it is, the itself. And so many times in our lives, we have shortened and shortened and shortened that anticipation part um, and, and we've gone to instant gratification. And for the children, that's not so great all the time. So we want to kind of put that anticipation moment, that feeling of anticipation, we wanna value it and create it in ourselves. And so then with the golden yellow, I'm going to outline the lemon yellow apples because that is that golden moment when we, we get what we want, right? So the apples I paint from the inside going out, the back border from the outside going in, the orange uh, is that meeting, and the golden yellow is the final outline uh, that connects the two, the, the want, the desire, the anticipation, and the things, thing itself. All right, stay tuned for, uh, this next part of Iduna and her apples.